right, another edition of WeatherWise here at 47ABC WMDT after a very, very active weather weekend and uh, continue to be active as we're recording this. I'm here with meteorologist Sloan Haynes. My name is uh, uh, Chief Meteorologist Rich Wordzik and uh, Sloan, oh man, this is um, tropical yes. nature by definition, not a named storm anymore, but the remnants of Ian integrating mm. with the new coastal low. We've got a lot going on. A lot going on, um, and it's not just us here on Delmarva. We've had seen this pretty much across the mid-Atlantic. It's been unsettled. Coastal flooding's been a concern even for New Jersey, North Carolina, saw coastal flooding, Virginia. That's not part of the Eastern Shore. So this has been a widespread event for us, and you were talking tropical by nature, no longer named. And we all remember Ian that made landfall last week catastrophic damage for Fort Myers for parts of the Gulf. My parents' house in St. Augustine didn't have any damage, but St. Augustine did see some historic flooding for them. So this impacted the entire state. Ian did. Eventually, Ian weakened, then became a hurricane again, made landfall, and finally began to weaken. But it became in contact with the stationary front. And that's where it influenced our weather. It became this coastal low pressure system, the remnants of it, associated with the stationary front. And it's been impacting us since last Friday and still impacting us. We record these podcasts a day ahead of time, so we're still watching rainfall now. Right. And we needed the rain. Yes. We talked about in the past couple, past several podcasts, really, this is, we kind of get ourselves up and, you know, listeners at home for, to a better idea where, we are in the mid-Atlantic, the Delmarva Peninsula. Mm -hmm. We were under some drought conditions, um, and we really needed the rain in this time of the year. T typically, we have to wait until a landfalling system mm -hmm. like this to give us the rain, and boy, did it deliver so far. I think yes. officially, even as we're recording this here on a Tuesday, um, I would say that we're out of drought status at this point. I mean, you want to yes. talk about some of those totals? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Out of drought size. I forget how the monitor updates, though. I don't know if it's this week's or next week's. That'll reflect the rain we got, but... Either way, this tremendously helped. I mean, Slaughter Beach, they were they were the winners for the rain. They, as of 11 a.m. Tuesday morning, Slaughter Beach, 8.33 inches of rain had fallen since last Friday. We saw Southern Delaware really did receive the most of the rain. Um, taking a look at a few other places like Lewis, over five inches of rain fell there. Rehoboth Beach, 3.4 inches of rain. For Bridgeville, 4.92, so just shy of five inches. Even the further north we went, we saw parts of Dover, like the Air Force Base, record over four and a half inches of rain. And taking a look further more south than that, Woodside, Willow Grove, 4.31 inches of rain there. And if we make our way towards us here in Salisbury and Wicomico County, we did see about 2.77 inches of rainfall from this system recorded at the airport. Powellville over three and a half inches and Ocean City. Now we saw a lot of flooding in Ocean City, but that wasn't because of the rain. It was because of coastal flooding, but Ocean City did record 3.37 inches of rain there. So the real rain was for Southern Delaware, especially along the coast. Another winner for Delaware was Bethany Beach. They recorded over five inches of rain there. Uh, coastal communities like in Delaware that did see uh, a good amount of rain, like Slaughter Beach, like Bethany Beach, were also impacted by coastal flooding. And I know you were all over social media seeing those coastal flooding events. Now, it didn't look like enough to float cars because we did see people, what we don't recommend, driving through the waters, but they were able to safely get out. But 
still pretty historic flooding, especially I know Shinkatique, Accomack County was had, they had school closures. They had, they had closures. Um, they had also some uh, voluntary evacuations too. I mm -hmm. actually spoke to somebody from Shinkatique that had left their house, stayed in a hotel in Salisbury and were contemplating staying another night because their part of Shinkatique was under that moderate to major flood zone mm -hmm. that was expected and had been already occurring actually at that time. So like you were saying, the, the flooding was definitely a problem. There were instances when I was out on Sunday evening as we were getting into the second round of this storm out in Ocean City and Slaughter Beach specifically, when I started seeing some of the flooding coming in, um, a lot of it was either standing water or leftover water from maybe a high tide that was mm -hmm. coming in. So it was right at that point where you had to really stop what you were doing when you were driving to make sure, again, is this just standing water on the road or is this too deep to cross? Mm -hmm. And that's when you can get into some dangerous situations because sometimes it's hard to tell. Mm -hmm. And thankfully at that point, though, Sunday evening, it looked like they had not gotten to that point with the type of flooding. But one thing I noticed when I was out was just the relentlessness of the constant onshore flow yes. with the heavy rain. And at one point, I was looking at the radar as I was driving up uh, through Fenwick Island, uh, Bethany Beach, Rehoboth Beach. There was a stationary band of very heavy rain that had set up over Sussex County, specifically mm -hmm. over Slaughter Beach. Mm -hmm. And I drove into it, and it was like being in the middle of a tropical storm. It really mm -hmm. was. It reminded me of that. And I actually posted some video, as Sloan was talking about, on Instagram. You can check this out. I had a couple reels that I put up of what it was like in Ocean City, but also Slaughter Beach mm -hmm. during that period. And um, it's no joke. Along the no. coast, too, just they get hammered during storms like this. And, and water causes a lot of damage to homes, buildings, businesses. You know, we always talk about winds. We always talk about, like, a thunderstorms, lightning, the threat of that. But right. water on its own, a lot of damage right there. And, you know, even these places that are built, you mm -hmm. would think for that, mm -hmm. um, they may be built, like in Chincoteague, I saw some houses were on stilts to yes. take in some water underneath, but they're... It doesn't matter. Um, it, it just, like you said, kind of takes one event, mm -hmm. and that water creates so much damage. I mean, you talk about mm -hmm. the beach erosion, right? Yes. Rehoboth Beach. Ocean um, City's boardwalk couldn't Ocean see City's it. Ocean City's boardwalk, right. It was covered in sand. We had these strong northeasterly winds blowing that sand and that, you know, helping to guide the water onto shore. High tide Monday didn't really help with the coastal flooding concerns. That's when we really saw it peak was with the high tide. So we saw a lot happen with this coastal flooding. Right, and you know, you bring up a good point too, the coastal, uh, the, the tidal cycles mm. too. That, that becomes also a problem. You have the high tide that comes in, you have the most flooding, and then the next high tide cycle, maybe the flooding is not as bad, but it's still bad. The water never truly receded. Right. It never had that low tide. So you went from high tide to higher tide, you could say with this, but I know Bethany Beach Tuesday morning still reports of the water all the way up to the dunes. Um, Ocean City, it's supposed to get better on was supposed to get better on Tuesday, and we'll see conditions drastically improve for Wednesday. But we were talking about those winds, and I say Monday was the windiest day I would we say, saw. Definitely, I have some max wind gusts from Monday. So taking a look at, um, leave it. It is Bethany Beach area. They had a wind gust of 50 miles per hour recorded. Ocean City had one of 40 miles per hour recorded. Um, Monday evening, and then if we keep going north, it's really the beaches. That's where we saw the strongest winds was along the coast. So 46 miles per hour for Lewis. That doesn't mean that locally that there weren't higher um, or stronger wind gusts that occurred, 
but I didn't know if you saw any reports of power outages. I was looking and it didn't seem like anybody had lost power, fortunately, from the winds, but they were strong. They were, and they were, and they were right on that edge mm -hmm. of you know, becoming destructive. Uh, thankfully, maybe another five miles per hour or so, we could have been talking about some downed trees mm -hmm. and definitely some power outages. So from that standpoint, thankfully that they weren't mm -hmm. as high as they could have been, but the, it's the persistence yes. of that wind that helped to really drive in the tides. And that in itself, and it, especially how the, some of these local mm -hmm. beaches are angled toward the wind, like Slaughter Beach, for instance, is yeah. angled facing the northeast, and a lot of the wind mm -hmm. had been pronounced from the northeast for a good chunk of time. That really uh, worked to be the biggest problem. But um, kind of interesting how this is all setting up, too, to give, uh, yeah. for those listening at home, how this happened, too. Ian becomes, it makes its final landfall in South Carolina, works its way up toward the Appalachian Mountains, decays into a post-tropical low-pressure system, itself not having much wind around it. But really, at that point, it was all about uh, the upper level dynamics, being onshore, being over the contiguous United States, interacting mm -hmm. with other systems. You mentioned a stationary front, also high pressure to the north, uh, creating more of a pressure gradient, which essentially just speeds up the wind. Mm -hmm. So we had the wind come through on Saturday, Friday night and Saturday. We had a break Saturday evening, I would think, and then going into Sunday, yeah. that's when phase two started, basically the upper low of mm -hmm. the remnants of Ian integrating with this new coastal low off the, off the uh, uh, mid-Atlantic coast. And then that in itself, essentially like a nor'easter that's been stuck, not moving, and creating wind just like a tropical system. It doesn't have a name anymore. It's just mm -hmm. a coastal low. But this is why it's been such an, elong an elongated period is this low is not moving. It's actually been growing and strengthening mm -hmm. as it's been staying off the coast. And we're not looking until at least Wednesday mm -hmm. when the rain should start to back off. This low will start to finally yes. move out to sea, break down a bit. But it's going to be a bit before we even get out of the clouds. I was looking at least the forecast um, coming into early Tuesday mm. morning, what was it, Thursday, finally can be our day where we could actually say the sun's going to come yes. out, right? It's showing slowly, a slow clearing, a gradual clearing overnight into Thursday, starting off with those morning clouds up by the afternoon hours. For now, it's looking like sunny skies will return. The winds will still be breezy for Wednesday, but it's looking like the winds calm down as we head into Thursday. But... Something that we're seeing that we had throughout this forecast period. I mean, Monday, Tuesday, it was cold. There's no like sugarcoating that. Absolutely. It was with you. chilly. <laughs> There's nothing worse than that wet cold, too. And then, of course, it's a little breezy outside. You're thinking about the wind chill this morning. I think Dover felt, or Tuesday morning, Dover felt like they were in the 30s. So it was, it was cold across the board. I wasn't a fan. I had a like huge jacket with me all the time. I'm dressed for winter, but. It's a roller coaster temperatures because we warm up. So we started off the week Monday around the low to mid 50s. By Thursday, we're in the low to mid 70s. So it'll be about 20 degrees warmer as we finish out this work week before another front moves through the area. But here's the real kicker: no rain. It's Not a dry. At all. It's a dry front. <laughs> so don't don't get too scared about that yet. So as we head into the weekend, we cool down, not to the 50s, because I would move to Florida in a heartbeat. <laughs> it's a little early for that. Yeah, a little, too, a little too early for that. And we'll see temperatures go down to the 60s and then become a little bit milder on Monday. So it's like this nice little fall roller coaster. But after Wednesday, a dry roller coaster. So that's, we'll see drier air. And I looked at model trends just to see precipitation for us. What are we going to see for, you know, days like 6 through 14? below average precipitation, which 
might not help us. It depends on what the drought monitor looks right. like this week and next week, how it will truly impact us. I think we're going for records for this amount of rainfall as early That's on in October. That's what I would say. That it may be appropriate that we have a below average, you know, week and yes. a half stretch after this because yes. probably don't need any more rain in such no. a short period of time. Mm -mm. Especially, with, you know, a few harvest seasons are coming up or weeks rather so something to that's important keep so out for getting a chance to at least let the water table the ground itself to kind of mm. take in this water that's fallen and appropriately be dispersed mm -hmm. across uh, the aquifer system yes so a dry period coming up and you're talking about the temperatures and to put in a perspective for those listening mid-atlantic uh, specifically here in the delmarva early fall average highs low to mid 70s, 70s. so that's where we're going to be back to window average. weather great right. weather but, but 50, I mean, I, there were a couple believe, places on Monday, yeah. the highs were only about 50, 51 to go because of that northeast yeah. wind and the rain. And when winter officially starts, we average our highs nearing 50 to put that in. It felt like winter it out there. It felt like winter. That's a good perspective. Yeah. I'm not ready for winter yet, <laughs> especially last winter. Delmarva knows I was not happy. Rich, I'll have to show it to you. My lovely live shot in the snow last year. Tears were shed, but they froze very quickly. So <laughs> I feel bad hearing about this, but I do want to see it. It's me shouting it. into the mic. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. And then a huge thing of snow blows into right my face. face. So mm. you know what? Temperatures, yes, they were ugly. The rain was <laughs> ugly. I'll take rain any day of the week over snow. But... Winter is coming around the corner. Temperatures will feel nice. I know Rich and I were talking about how we wanted to tackle this podcast. And since we were recording it, when everything is still wrapping up here weather-wise for us, is that next week is really the deep dive into Ian, breaking down that as we're still seeing the impacts on Florida from Ian, the death toll still unfortunately rising from that storm. And it's not just even in Florida where the death toll's rising, the Carolinas have had a few deaths That's as right. well. And then of course, our final rainfall totals here on Dalmarva, hopefully an updated drought monitor to give you all next week. But I think we've covered that's, what we wanted to say. I think that's a good uh, transition point there, Sloan. And those listening, yes, we will uh, really focus on our next podcast on the, the totals, the wrap up of, mm. you know, of Ian as right now as we're recording, yes. as she says, we're still dealing with it probably another 24 hours or so mm -hmm. of steady rain at times across Delmarva. And uh, we will be back again next week with that. We'll have a roundup also talking about Ian from start to finish. I mm -hmm. think that's appropriate for what it did in Florida, the Carolinas, and of course what we've had to go through here in Delmarva with the rain and the wind. Mm -hmm. But uh, a lot to get to, and we'll keep an eye on the tropics too. I know there are a few systems yes. that we're looking at at this point. Thankfully at this time. Far away. Very far away. Very far away. But uh, very active weather right now. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll continue to keep an eye on it as we always do. And we thank you for downloading and listening to us here. And if you ever have a comment or question, you can email us at weather at WMDT.com. For myself and meteorologist Sloan uh, Haynes, this is another edition of WeatherWise. Thanks for downloading, and we'll see you again next Wednesday.